Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another edition of the Mickey Bar Podcast. I am your host, Jared, alongside Alyssa Antonelli once again. And today we are joined by a reoccurring guest. She has been here before a few times, and we're very excited that she's back once again. Uh, we are joined by Serena Lynn from Living by Disney. We'll talk more about her in just a second. But before we do, I want to mention that this episode of the Mickey Bod Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. We'll talk more about Mickey Travels later on in the episode. Um, Alyssa, how are you doing, by the way? How's your week going? How's how's life? How's uh, uh, are you excited for another another week of Disney? We're uh, we're getting we're getting awfully close to uh, to Flower and Garden and uh, lots of exciting times. Absolutely. Um, I'm having a great week. I'm super excited to have one of my favorite people joining us today. Um, so, so excited Serena's here. No, the week is going well. I am struggling to to actually come to grips with the fact that it's February. Not really sure when and how that happened because I feel like Jared and I were just doing, you know, Christmas episodes. Um I think we did like eight or ten of them because we're kind of obsessed with the, with the season. We um, did a crazy. Few. Yeah. Um, you know, Flower and Garden is, you know, around the corner. Um, spring break, you know, Mickey Travels is busy booking spring break trips and it's all good. So happy to be here as always. Absolutely. Very excited to be here as well. It's a, it's a great time of year um, to be in Orlando, to visit Orlando, visit Walt Disney World, mostly because it's either A, not raining or B, not you know, 110 degrees. So that's why it's my favorite time of year, really, uh, outside of the holidays. But, you know, I'm not going to talk about the holidays today. Today, we are talking about <laughs> Disney Cruise Line. And that's why we have Serena on the show. And before we, uh, you know, ask her all about Disney Cruise Line and tell you why she's specifically on the show, I want to introduce her for any of our listeners or viewers who have not heard of Serena before, maybe haven't, um, you know, seen our previous episodes where we had her on. But today we want to welcome Serena Lynn to the Mickey Bog Podcast. And Serena created Living by Disney when she moved next door to Disney World in Orlando, Florida. And although she does not work for Disney, she's a content creator. And after moving to Orlando, she has made it her job to share unbiased tips and strategies to help you get the most out of your Walt Disney World vacation Living by Disney has become one of the most popular Disney pages in the world with over 500,000 TikTok followers and 150,000 Instagram followers. From theme park photos, videos, tips, and tricks, she will help you get the most out of your Disney vacation. You can also follow her on her newly launched YouTube channel and podcast. Very, very excited about both of those. I was even fortunate enough to join her podcast. But, you know, again, we're not talking about that today. You can go check that one out another day. <laughs> Either way, uh, she's also a very proud partner of Mickey Travels, which we really do love as well. And we are so happy to have her back. So Serena, thanks so much for coming back on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. It's always fun to come chat about all the Disney things with you guys. Yeah. Uh, what makes you think we're talking about Disney? Did, uh, did we uh, give something away or? <laughs> Just a wild guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm actually intrigued by, I don't know if, our, you know, if you have viewers that can see, they can see, but our listeners might, won't be able to see, but your shirt is very intriguing today. Yes. So anybody who is not looking is probably like, what is she wearing? So what is your shirt about? It is all about the fantasy. It says Disney oh, fantasy because we just got yay. back from a cruise on Same. the fantasy. 
you know, Alyssa, you're really getting good at being able to like transition into the next topic. I gotta say, I'm <laughs> like, really impressed. A pro now. Yeah. Well, because Jared, we I saw us going down a path of talking about you starring oh, on Serena's yeah. podcast, and I wanted to sort of derail that to what right. we were supposed to be talking about today. Right. Yeah. Sometimes the thing I is, saw us going down that path. I'm like, stop. Let's yeah, okay. Bring it back. Enough That's about all. Jared. Let's get back on to our guest. I get it. My yeah. job, I gotta do it. 90% of this podcast, Serena, is really me going off track and then Alyssa reeling me back in. And That's uh, what we did. I gotcha. It's it's a fun, <laughs> yeah, it's a fun happens. time. It happens. It happens. But, yeah. but no, we will we will get on track, I swear. Uh we're gonna talk today <laughs> about the Disney fantasy, obviously, as Alyssa and Serena were just sort of alluding to and pointing out. Um, the point of this episode and several more episodes to come is we are starting a new series. Um, in the past, we've done series, for example, like a Perfect Day series. If you want to go check those out, where we detailed a Perfect Day in Magic Kingdom, Perfect Day in Animal Kingdom, Perfect Day in Epcot. Well, this series is going to be an in-depth series on Disney Cruise Line specifically. And each episode will be dedicated to a different ship. You know, we have five Disney Cruise Line ships. We have another one coming later this year. Very exciting. And more coming in the next few years. It's a very exciting time to be a fan of Disney Cruise Line. Uh, and we want to essentially give you a guide to the Disney Fantasy Cruise Ship, why you should pick this DCL ship, and what separates it from other ships. So let's jump right into it. Serena, first of all, Tell us a little bit about your recent cruise um, and maybe some of your background with Disney Cruise Line in general. Okay, so I am such a Disney Cruise Line fan. I just, I feel like it has so much to offer. And the one, so my one thing that I feel like a Disney World vacation sometimes doesn't give you is the vacation part of the vacation. <laughs> they're not always super relaxing, you know, at least for me, because when I go to Disney World, there's so much I want to do. There's so much I want to see that I'm busy. I'm going to be hitting that pavement all the time and I'm going to come home and I'm going to need a vacation <laughs> from my vacation. And <laughs> so the one thing Disney Cruise Line to me has to offer is that it has all of the Disney that we love about going to the parks, but it truly has that vacation element to it. You are going to feel like you had some actual relaxation time and R&R time in, in the midst of your vacation. And I love that combination. I feel like I don't want to choose between parks and cruise line. I really think both. <laughs> both are good because you need, like ideally, they're different types of vacations and they're going to give you different things. So kind of knowing what what those sort of dynamics are, or it's going to help you choose what maybe the timing of like what kind of vacation you need in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So your recent experience, you obviously just got back, hence your shirt that says Disney fantasy 2024. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, uh, tell us a little bit about that trip specifically and how many cruises have you been on throughout the years? Okay. So I think I've done like seven or eight. Um, and I've, I've loved every single one. So I don't think that there's any cruise ship that I wouldn't go on again. I've loved all the Disney cruise line ships that I've been on. The only one I haven't done is the dream, which is like the sister ship to the fantasy. Um, but I will say that my favorite is the fantasy. 
Um, I like to say that Disney has like small, medium, large, and they're not like hugely varied in size, but they are a little bit different. So the smaller ships are their original ones. That's the magic and the wonder. The medium would be fantasy and dream. They're two sister ships and they're both the same size and similar layout. And then the large size would be the wish and the upcoming treasure. So it's just kind of how I categorize them in my head of like, kind of what you're going to be getting. And even though all the ships are beautiful and they're really, really modern and up to date, like even the original ships, they've been so totally redone. You would swear they're brand new. Like I went on the wonder last year and I was just shocked at how beautiful it was. You know, there's no sign of any type of age. Like they are maintained impeccably. They're gorgeous. But I think that there's something about the fantasy that I just love because it's that like to me like that perfect size. It's not so big. I love the layout. It feels very comfortable to me. I feel like I can learn my way around the ship very quickly, but it's still big enough to where there's so many areas to go to and so much to do. Um, I also love the mix that the fantasy has between adult areas and kids areas. So if you are looking for a combination of that. Like if you're traveling with kids, but you plan on having some adult time where they're going to be in the kids club, or if you are just doing an adults only vacation, the fantasy really has so much to offer on both ends of that, which I think is so, so important. Um, and then I, I just, to me, I love the, the dining that they have, the shows they have. I just love it. So this was my third time on the fantasy and um, I love this particular cruise. We did it last year in January in 2023. Disney invited me to attend this particular cruise, which was the launching of their Pixar Day at Sea, which is a new offering that they're doing. And I loved it so much and told my family about it. Just my husband had gone with me on that trip, told all my kids and we're like, we got to, they all wanted to do it, that we booked it for the next year just on our own to do as like a family vacation. So that's what the one that we just did last week was like our family vacation. And um, so we had four rooms of us, um, multi-generation. We had ages 20 to 80 on the, on the ship. And it was one of the best family vacations I think we've had in a really long time. And that's saying a lot. We do some pretty cool things, but just there's something about Disney Cruise Line that checks the box for absolutely every single person. And I think that's what's so key because when you're talking about a family, especially if you have a couple of people, more people, if you're doing multi-generation, if you've got kids that are various ages, it's so hard to find a trip that everyone likes, you know, when you've got different age kids, especially like, uh, you know, there's always going to be one person that's not thrilled with something. And that's just, it's hard. It's hard to like find that one perfect destination. And this for us is it because everyone loves it. Everyone has like something to do and things that they like. You can get that mix of like alone time, together time, meal time, shows. It's just, we absolutely loved it. That's awesome. I have to say, um, love hearing that. Um, you know, something you mentioned, Serena, early on was about just the difference between the park vacation and the cruise vacation. Um, and I like to let our viewers and listeners know that many of the Mickey Travels clients do land and sea mm -hmm. in one, you know, sort of stop, if you will. Um, now, I will say something I advise because you are very correct in that. You need a vacation from your vacation from yeah. the parks. Yeah. So I always say go to the parks first, 
then go to the cruise so you can relax from your fun times. Yes. Sometimes people want to do it the other way. And I'm like, you want to go from sheer relaxation to the parks? Okay. <laughs> like, that's fine. But, you know, just whatever. But what I think is great is what you had mentioned. Like, you can have both. Um, and sometimes, you know, someone might be listening going, I can't afford both in the same time frame, And that's okay as well. But sometimes you could tack on just a day or so at Walt Disney World um, and then go and do a three, four, five, or seven night cruise. Because mm -hmm. um, I do agree with you, it is the Disney magic, but with um, a very different feel to it. Um, it's, you know, it's, let's be honest, the parks are so much fun, but it's a lot of running around and it's exhausting. And then you go on a Disney cruise and you still get the characters and you still get the whimsy, but it's on your time and you don't have to be anywhere. Yes. You know, there's no lightning lane you have to go to, you know, make sure you get, there's no, you know, um, you know, oh, my next genie plus attraction, you know, you're not constantly on your phone. You're yes. not constantly looking at the time. Um, so that's great as well. So yeah. um, I think that there's, it's great that you kind of brought up that distinction of you can do both. Um, and they're very different types of uh, vacations. I will be honest with you. I mean, I think cruising has just exploded. Yeah. I mean, last year we said it was the year of the cruise. And mm -hmm. people are just, you know, they're just into it. It's just, I mean, I know, like I said, you, I'm going to guess, Serena, that it took you a little bit of time to come down to reality after a week on a Disney oh. cruise. Yes, it was are so hard. Are you still there? Are you, are, you fully, are you fully settled back to reality? I don't know. I think I am, but I don't want to be. I, I know, right? It's really hard the next morning when you realize there's no towel animal on your bed with like little chocolates. And I know. Not, they're not there. Not there. You get so, you get so attached to your the, the to the servers and the people that you're seeing that are helping take care of you on the ship that we were just That's like, I wonder... Yeah. We're like, I wonder if they yeah. miss us. Do they miss us right now? <laughs> <They do. laughs> I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Did you ever see yeah. that? Did you ever see that? I don't know if it's a picture or a meme, whatever. And then it's somebody looking at, I think it's Kermit looking out the window saying, does Disney miss me? Yes. <laughs> like, I, I wonder. If Disney, yes. Yeah. Like, I wonder, he's just looking at the window going, I wonder if Disney misses me. I know. Looking out a window with like raindrops. I know. <laughs> it's like, I, I know. Serena, I am going to confidently say they miss you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I am very I confident. So. I yes. hope so. Jared's laughing going, honey, they forgot about you that morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. They're so sweet though. <laughs> they moved what? on to the next period. Yeah, really. It's okay. I, I, I still think about my server named Vincent uh, who served me at Palo. Uh, when I went on the Disney Magic last year. And does he still think about Jared? Probably not. Going to go out on a limb <laughs> and say probably not. He does, not. Jared. But, he but does. But the point is, is that, uh, <laughs> Serena, you bring up a really good point about, you know, these connections you make with the staff, you know, because yeah. I think cast members, obviously, a lot of people say like cast members are the magic in when it comes mm -hmm. to the parks and things like that. And, and so, so often you see a cast member make a person's day in the, in the Disney parks, but I would almost argue, um, and I've said this on our previous podcast about Disney Cruise Line that the service is almost amplified on Disney Cruise Line. Um, yeah. It, and I don't think it's just because like they're nicer or they're better. That's not what I'm saying. 
I'm saying it's because it it's like you're you're in this little Disney bubble literally floating on the sea where in Magic Kingdom you got tens of thousands of people going and going and going and going yeah. and coming and going where you're in this little bubble so you do see a lot of the exact same staff members obviously with the rotational dining which we'll yeah. talk about in a little bit you have the same servers following you around at each restaurant you make these great connections um I just think that's a really unique thing about Disney Cruise Line. And um, I guess that's really what I wanted to sort of shift to a little bit next was I wanted to talk a little bit about dining because with each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, there's different rotational restaurants, different, you know, dining experiences. Now, some of the ships have like, there's an animator's palette on, you know, a few mm -hmm. ships, but they are still different looking and different in the experience mm -hmm. either way. So talk a little bit about your dining experience when you went on the fantasy, what kind of restaurants did you experience? And did any of them like especially stand out to you? I love the dining on the fantasy so much to me. It's just so, so good. So you've got your three rotational dining restaurants that you'll go through. And when you have a week on a cruise, you're going to do each of them twice and one of them three times, assuming that you don't do a different plan for dinner. Uh, so that's really nice. The other thing that's really cool about that though, is that each restaurant is going to change its menu. So even if you're coming back to the same restaurant, it's going to be a completely new menu, sometimes even a different theme, a different vibe. So I, I really think that's cool. So you've got Animator's Palette on the Fantasy, which is on some of the other ships as well. And that's the one that is animation themed and there's screens everywhere. And each time you dine in there is a little bit different. What they show on the screens, the way they do the colors and the, and the sort of theming of the restaurant as a whole, even the way the servers dress, all fits a different theme for the evening that you're dining there, which I just think is really cool. The second restaurant is called Royal Court, and that's the most elegant one. That's the one it's themed off of the Disney princesses, and it's theme, the theme is royalty. So it's very elegant. Think gold and gilded things and mosaics on the wall and tapestries, and it's absolutely beautiful. The light fixtures in some of the restaurant are like Cinderella's carriage, they're just, it's beautiful, very elegant. And each little area of the restaurant is a different princess and they'll have different artwork and everything that represents that princess, which is kind of cool. Even things like the, the pattern on the walls is like a very subtle print of Cinderella's glass slipper. Like it's just, it's super elegant and subtle and just beautifully done. The food there is the most elegant and sort of upscale of all the restaurants which we really liked. The food is like really, really good at that restaurant. And then the third one is Enchanted Garden. And it's just what it sounds like. It's a beautiful Enchanted Garden. It's very like magical and lots of green and lots of beautiful like iron scroll work everywhere. And the cool thing about that restaurant is as you dine, when you first walk in, it looks like it's just before sunset and the lighting is sort of pink and glowy and you're seeing like what looks like looking out onto garden views out of like windows and it looks like you're in a giant atrium area maybe a conservatory type thing and then as you dine the lighting changes and it goes from that all the way to dark and it translates to like uh, a sunset and pinks and purples and beautiful things. And the lights that are above you are flowers that open up 
as the night goes on. It's just beautifully done. Again, it's so subtle and so pretty, but we just love that those little touches of magic as you're like watching the the restaurant sort of transition while you're dining. Um, And again, all those are beautiful. I, I loved each of them. I loved getting to dine at them multiple times because I just feel like you notice different things and they offer different things with the menus too. Uh, and then those are, those are the ones that you'll go to no matter what, like everyone will dine at those and rotate. You're just going to start at a different one and you'll rotate through your cruise. You'll find out which one you're starting on when you get on board. Then there are two adult only restaurants that are optional and they're a slight upcharge for those. And again, they're optional. You don't have to do them. Some cruises we don't do them. Sometimes we do. One is called Palo and Palo is like on quite a few of them. Is it on all of them? It might be on all of them. I'm trying to think if it's been on all of them. It's on all of them. Yeah. I was like, I think it's been on all the ones I've been on. Uh, and it's Italian. And it, and, it will, and it will be on the treasure as well. Oh, wonderful. It's Italian and it is probably the best food I think I have ever had <laughs> ever. Like it's so, so good. The, the and I meal, are like, yeah, the meal <laughs> yes, is just – it's exquisite. I can't, I can't even express to you. And I, I've, I went to Italy. You know, we talked about this, uh, on the adventures by Disney trip last, last August. So I know a good Italian food and this is every bit as good. Uh, I, I love their Parmesan cheese. They have like, they start with like a charcuterie type of plate, like an antipasta type thing with, the the meat and the cheese is so high quality. The Parmesan cheese is like, I felt this way in Italy too. Like I was like, this is not Parmesan cheese. Like who has been telling me that I had Parmesan cheese in the States? Because this is totally different. Uh, he actually brought me like a whole other plate of just cheese because I was like, oh my God, this cheese. He's like, uh, this he, woman needs more cheese. He was like, all right, we, we have more like Don't here. More cheese. <laughs> like it's okay. Uh, but, uh, and the nice thing about Palo, so it's $50 a person for the brunch. You can do brunch, you can do dinner. We did the brunch just because I don't, I didn't want to miss any of our dinners. <laughs> so we decided to book the brunch and so we had it at noon and it's $50 a person, which again is like, if you were to pay for the meal, you would be looking at at least $200 a person. But it's so it's not like you're actually paying for the food. It's just like an upcharge. So you're getting like a little bit of a surcharge for this superior dining experience. And it's all it's all you can eat. So you can order whatever you want off the menu and there's no limit. And it included mimosas or um, Prosecco. And it was just so good. And you think you're, the servers are all amazing. But the service, I think, at Palo is is Incredible. a whole nother level. Yeah. A whole nother level. I don't know. It's just something else. And then the um the other restaurant is Remy. Um, and it is also really good. I prefer Palo personally, but it's like a little bit more upscale. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head what the price was. I'd have to look it I up. I think it's between don't quote me, but like seven Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So it's a little don't more quote me on that. I hope nobody's like fact checking me, but yeah. it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, somewhere something in, like in that. that and it's it's very it's French and very like upscale and the dining is going to be multi course and you know very nice. I know my family in particular like they're they're not as much into the fine dining like really pretty food that's like really tiny but you get like twelve courses you know like that. I know my 
my kids especially they'd be like oh, that's like <laughs> they like the they like Palo a lot better so we definitely did that but there's something for everyone in terms of dining on these ships and then aside from the restaurants which are all amazing you've got tons of quick dining options that are available available to you all the time uh the on the pool deck there's a whole little mini like food court with everything that you'd want there and that's open all day long pretty much into the late evenings. Of course, there's always unlimited ice cream on the deck. And then you've got 24-hour room service with food there that's all included. So I know sometimes when you look at the prices of Disney Cruise Line and you might be comparing them to, say, booking um, Disney World, you're going to have to do some math. I hate to tell you. I know. I hate doing math myself. But you have to really look at it because you have to remember that Disney Cruise Line is including all your food and all your drinks. Like We've done some cruises and we never charged any extra stuff. Like you definitely do not have to. It's something that if you want to, if you want to have a few cocktails, if you want to do a, a beverage tasting or, you know, some sort of other onboard activity, or if you want to do Palo, you certainly can. And they're a nice little bonus thing, but it's pretty much everything that you need on the ship is going to be included for you. There's nothing that you're going to feel like, oh my gosh, we have to spend this extra. Like the price you see is for everything. That's your room, that's your food, that's your drinks, that's your entertainment, that's all the shows, that's the characters. It's everything, which I love. Yeah. Absolutely. I just want to also uh, mention that um, the three restaurants, um, that the Artist Palette, uh, Channing Garden, and Royal Court are also the three restaurants on the dream. So they are mm -hmm. true sister ships, um, which by the way, being a sister ship doesn't mean you have to have the same restaurants because the treasure is not going to have Arendelle. It's right. going to have a cocoa-themed restaurant. So obviously, is it cocoa or Encanto? I, my cocoa. brain. I think cocoa. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, those are the three restaurants um, that are on the dream. So they are exactly. And same with Paolo and Remy. And of course, on The Wish, there's Paolo and Enchante. Mm -hmm. I do agree with you, um, Serena, that just to kind of chime in here, um, we always do Paolo. Every time we go, um, and I don't know if our listeners and viewers know this, but um, you can request your rotational dining schedule. I don't know if everybody knows that, mm -hmm. um, and it's requested. It's not guaranteed, but for example, um, when we were, and I know we're talking about the fantasy, but this can, I think, translate to all the cruise lines mm -hmm. uh, or all the no, all the Disney ships. Um, when we were just on the Wish a couple weeks ago, I chose. We chose to go to. It was a three nighter. And we chose to go to Palo one night and I knew which of the other three restaurants like we didn't want to go to. Right. So I specifically called and said, can you put, I'm not even going to say, cause I don't want to bias anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I asked for that specific restaurant to be the night that we had Palo. So they wound up doing the rotation where that would be our third night. Nice. And I was able to skip that restaurant to go to Palo and not miss the other two. Right. Otherwise it's sort of like a, toss the coin up and you have a one in three chance of it working out. Right. Um, so I don't know if everyone knows that, but your Mickey travels agent can actually put that request in for you. If you book with them that they can put the rotate. So same thing with say the fantasy. Um, it to me would make sense if you get two, 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 one, uh, two, two, three, three. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I had to do math. I'm not good with math either. Um, <laughs> that you might choose, let's say Paulo or Remy on your third go round yeah. of something like it, that would sort of make sense, right? Like, or right. let's say you're obsessed with Royal court 
you could do it where you're like, I want to skip Enchanted Garden on my second go around. You know, you, there's, yeah. a way, there's ways to play around and they will work with you for that. I do also want to tell you, I've done Palo several times um, for dinner, but I have also done Palo brunch. Um, and I will say there is so much food. I couldn't even eat dessert, which is something that I don't say every day. <laughs> um, literally could not eat dessert. There was course after course after course after course. Um, I, they had to wheel me out. Like yeah. they had to help me out of the restaurant. Yeah. I was so full. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah. not to keep, uh, you know, beating the same, you know, point over and over again. Um, but I experienced, uh, Paulo on the magic and I couldn't agree with you guys more. I mean, it was worth every single penny and then some, the service alone some. was incredible, but the food was unbelievable. I didn't expect to have that good of food on a on a cruise ship, like yeah, ever. Uh, and to pay so, such a small amount extra, yeah, I know. You know it blew I mean, my mind. Think about it. It that should have been four times what what the yeah. upcharge was, and oh, it yeah. still and it still probably would have been worth it because it's it's yeah. it's hard to explain just how how good it truly is. It was hyped up heavily to me before I went on, and it like met every single expectations and if you're celebrating a special occasion by the way at Palo you can put those requests in ahead of time or you can just tell your server and they they don't mess around with that like they'll bring <laughs> out a plate and you'd think they brought in like a professional artist who poured chocolate syrup to perfectly spell every single you know <laughs> yeah. person at the table like it's incredible what they do they, they don't mess around but yeah um, I'm also glad you brought up uh Alyssa, Mickey Travels, because this is a really good transitioning point for us. So I do want to take our mid-episode break here and speak about Mickey Travels for a second, because this episode and every episode of the Mickey Butt Podcast is brought to you by Mickey Travels. And Mickey Travels is a nationally recognized leader in Disney vacation planning. They are diamond earmarked by Disney and their services are always 100% free. So reach out to Mickey Travels today for a free quote on your Disney vacation at mickeytravels.com. That's MickeyTravels.com, Make Magic One Vacation at a Time. And another reason I want to bring up Mickey Travels is I believe you actually booked your trip with Mickey Travels, Serena. Yes, did you I want did. To talk about I book that? all my trips, all my trips with Mickey Travels. And I can't emphasize enough, and I say this all the time to people on my podcast, I'm like, why make things harder for yourself? Like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> Just, you know, <laughs> let somebody else help you. What? It, there's literally no downside, none to, to getting some it help. It doesn't cost anymore. We're, yeah, it doesn't free. cost you a penny. And especially if you're new to cruising at all and, and you're feeling like uh, at all apprehensive about any of that process. First of all, if you can plan a good Disney World trip, Cruise Line is going to be a piece of cake for you. Like it's much less logistics, much less advanced planning, advanced booking and stuff. So if that is at all something that you're worried about just put that out of your head it's not going to be an issue and there is a few like you know there's some you know the check-in procedures the documentation like anytime you go overseas you're traveling internationally there's a few extra things it's not a problem at all it's very very simple disney cruise line makes it very simple but your agent is going to help you walk through that and then if you have any questions it's just it's so much nice to be able to have a person that you can ask um and then there's just little things that you don't know like like which room to choose, you know, where your room should be located. You have not only do you have different decks that you can choose, but you have different sides of the ship and different, you know, front or back. So 
Um, I know shit people are like, oh my God, it's like forward and aft, <laughs> whatever, uh, you know, like front, and front or back, but, um, <laughs> but you know, where, where your room should be located based it, that's, that's something that can really make a difference in terms of convenience for you. And that really should be determined on the layout of the specific ship and what your group is. If you've got kids, if you not get kids, if you're, you know, those types of things, which would really help you in just having a you know, person who knows what they're doing, book that stuff for you. Um, even just the room categories, you know, there's a lot of different room categories and things you can choose. So um, just in the room choice alone, you're going to get a lot of value just with uh, booking from someone who knows what they're doing. Well, and I appreciate that. Obviously, we, Mickey Travels books, a lot of Disney cruises. Um, sure. It's definitely something, you know, as, as hopefully our viewers and listeners know, um, Mickey Travels only books Disney Cruise Line. Of all the different cruise lines out there. Uh, no offense to all the other cruise lines out there, um, but this is what we do. So we do know these ships very well. Um, and I also wanted to sort of just sort of piggyback on what you said, Serena, about, you know, um, dis, you know, Mickey travels agents knowing the categories and what part of the ship, but also in your situation with a multi-generational family going with four staterooms, you know, being able to say, we want us to be close. Yeah. What can you find for us? Sometimes that's searching can be sort of a little tiresome. Yeah. You know, you're looking and and I've done that myself where I'm booking my, you know, my cruise. Um, and I do that because I'm Mickey travels agent. So still staying within Mickey travels, but (laughs) sometimes I'm looking and I want to do three staterooms together and I'm going deck by deck and, you know, starboard or port side or after forward. And it's like, I'm trying to put this puzzle piece together and it can be a little tiresome, but I would really love it if someone else could kind of, if I tell them what I'm looking for, and they can yeah. work for me, yeah. you know? Um, so that's another thing where it might not just be one stateroom. It might be two. It might be five. We've had agents who have done eight staterooms right. at one time. Wow. And that is not an easy feat to try to find what they're looking for. So just wanted to say that. But thank you so much to you, Serena, for always using Mickey Travels as well and for shouting us out. We appreciate it. Of course. It. Of course. Happy to so- do it. So uh, I often bring up, um, you know, lounges and bars on this podcast. And Alyssa's always like, oh, here we go again. But <laughs> here we uh, go again. But yes. let me just say this. Uh, people are very excited about the Disney treasure because of a few of these lounges coming out. I mean, yeah. we have a Haunted Mansion lounge coming. We have a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, lounge coming. So I wanted to ask you what your experience is like on the Disney fantasy with lounges, bars, anything of that nature. Because uh, one of the things I found very cool about the magic was how they had these different themed, um, you know, lounges and bars and things of that nature. And Mm -hmm. they also update the ship so often. For example, a month before I went on the ship, they had just added the Soul Cats Lounge, which was a lounge dedicated to Pixar Soul. Oh, Uh, yeah. That was literally a month before I got on. And so when we're talking about, you know, older ships, like you said yourself earlier, Serena, like Disney does such a fantastic job at um, you know, making it seem like it doesn't matter that this ship is, you know, 20 years old. It certainly doesn't feel like it. 25 yeah. years old, it doesn't feel like it. Like you're, it feels like a brand new ship. So uh, yeah. I wanted to ask before we transition out of dining, I wanted to ask about bars, lounges, and also things like, um, you know, room service, which lots of people don't realize is a thing. And yeah. uh, also the fact that you can literally order it whenever and it doesn't cost you anything extra, which is pretty amazing. Um, 
and desserts. There's ice cream shops and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. uh, outside of the core restaurants, can you talk a little bit about the rest of it? Yeah. So um, I think that the newer ships are definitely leaning into, we're seeing them pull in a lot of like Disney attraction themes, which is just really cool. So that's one thing that's getting us very excited for the upcoming treasure. Uh, the fantasy has, in my opinion, one of the best adult areas. And what's cool about it, this this little area, it's like, it's called Europa, I think it is, because it's sort of European themed. And there's a uh, a lot of really cool areas with that make up make up this this entire like entertainment section of the ship but what's cool about it is it's for everyone during the day and then at some point in the night i think it's like eight o'clock or so it transitions to adults only but there's this really cool area called the tube which is based on like london and it has it's the whole london tube sort of vibe it's very retro kind of like 1960s kind of vibe very cool and it's this huge room that they use for activities so that a lot of trivia things um maybe there'll be performers in there there's um silent dance parties happen in there karaoke all kinds of fun stuff in that one then there's like um O'Gills, which is a pub. I love a pub so much. Like that's my favorite (laughs) thing. I get so excited about a pub. And um, that's the area that, first of all, there's two things really cool about that. One, they have amazing happy hours and happy hours happen all over the ship, which I think is really cool. They, They kind of like diversify the times through the ship so that the happy hours don't overlap, you know, so that you can like go to multiple ones if you want. Uh, and that's just like a discounted cocktail. So at O'Gill's, they have $5, uh, beer and anything on tap. I think beer and wine was like $5, which is amazing during their happy hour. And that's where the, it's, it's kind of like a slash, uh, sports bar. They have a lot of screens in there. So if you're on the ship during any games of any kind, big sports games that you don't want to miss, they'll play it right there on the ship. And that's kind of fun. Uh, and then there's a, another area that's called Ulala, which is French themed and that's the champagne bar. And it's very like, it's like walking into a little jewel box. It's really, really cute. So that whole area is awesome and super fun. And, uh, I just, I love the theming of it all, but I mostly love that it's so expansive. It never feels packed. You can always kind of come in at any point and feel like you've got lots to do. Uh, that's really cool. And then there's a lot of lounges that are on the deck of the ship. So if you love the idea of having a cocktail and looking out on the, I mean, the whole point, right. Of these cruises that you're at sea and it's gorgeous. You're either looking out over this beautiful, wide expanse of ocean, or you're looking out at some gorgeous port that you're visiting. Either way, it's just as beautiful up there. And there's a lot of places on the deck where you can go and have a cocktail and just watch, you know, watch us go into the port or watch us leave. It's just that's like, I love doing that so much. That's like one of my favorite things. Um, and then, yeah, room service is amazing. Okay. So let me just tell you room service. There's a couple of things that aren't on the technically on the menu, but you can always get, uh, three things. Okay. One is Mickey bars at any point of any time you, if you're just like, I mean, when do we ever get like unlimited Mickey bars? Like that's so cool. And uh, so they're free, again, included. You call room service, however, how many do you want? And they'll bring as many as you want. They come super cold and you can enjoy them on the 
your balcony, looking out. It's just it's so much fun. Watch a Disney movie while you're enjoying that, whatever. The other thing that's not on the um, menu is Uncrustables, which if you have kids, that's like the best thing. Even if you don't have kids, I, my, my kids are young adults and they love an Uncrustable. So they were very excited about that. <laughs> and then the other thing is always a cake of the day. There's always a cake of the day that is available at room service and they change it up each day. And it's, it can be different things like uh, different cheesecakes, chocolate cakes, uh, all kinds of stuff that are really fun. But you can get all kinds of things on that room service. It comes very quick. It's very easy and it's 24 hours a day. So if it's like one in the morning and you decide you want a Mickey bar and, you know, some chicken fingers, guess what? You can have it. No judgment. No judgment. <laughs> The other thing I want to mention about the um, room service is also um, you can put your order out for the next morning if you want muffins or coffee or fruit and it will, you can give like a half hour time frame. So I want it between 7.30 and 8. They will knock on your door. You bring it in in a tray. We've had it out on the balcony, on the veranda. Um, and then when you're done, you just put it outside your stateroom and it just magically gets cleaned up. Yeah. So I think that's really nice because I think if some, you know, a lot of people want their coffee in the morning and they yeah. don't want to have to wait to get dressed and go upstairs. Um, they can just have it literally delivered that morning, yes. um, which I think is also really cool. So cool. You know, yeah. I... but I have to say, I there's one thing I didn't know, and I'm a little disturbed by it, if I can share this with you guys and our listeners and viewers. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned about cake of the day. Never heard of that. But that's something that I should have known because... I'm a cake and cupcake person, if anyone <laughs> Jared knows. And two weeks ago when I was on the Disney Wish, um, I went up to Joyful Sweets. And mm -hmm. I may or may not have bought a couple of cupcakes every day <laughs> and brought them back to my room um, to eat them. Uh, I might, I'm not verifying anything. I'm saying it may <laughs> or may not. Can confirm nor deny. <laughs> I am not saying anything. I will not have the people in my stateroom be on this podcast to confirm right. or deny. Um, <laughs> but um, I did do that. And now I'm kind of going, wow, I could have saved a little bit of money and gotten <laughs> a week of the day. So I'm not going to lie and say I learned something really valuable here um, because the people <laughs> Because the, the cast and crew up at Joyful Suites by day three, they knew who I was. Oh, yeah. That's a problem. Like yeah. when they know me, yeah. ready, like, oh, are you ready for the, you know, I had yeah. the oh, Donald cupcake. <laughs> yeah. Like, want the Donald cupcake again? Yeah. That's. No. Yes, I do. Anyway. Yes, I'm I gonna do. Be, uh, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Please. I'm going to be honest here. Um, I couldn't agree more with what Alyssa just said. The whole time you were talking about this cake of the day thing, I was I was sitting there thinking back to my nice Disney Magic five night cruise last year, and the whole time I didn't get a cake of the day. You so could now have been I'm having just, a cake of the day. I could have been having so know, much cake. No, you got to do another cruise now. Did I you just guys throw this out here? Yeah, and tell me, Jared, you I think you're going to be alongside with us. There needs to be some kind of compensation from 100%, Disney Cruise Line to yeah. Jared. Right? I feel, I feel cheated. Yeah. I feel like there's I, a letter that needs to be written. We, I, yeah. Somebody I needs to march. If I strongly worded letter. Yeah. Strongly worded letter. I don't care how far up it goes in the Disney Cruise Line chain, but yeah. Jared, we need some compensation because 
this is a little disturbing I mean, that this was never brought to my attention. I mean, yeah. at the very, at the very least, yeah. ship, ship Alyssa gonna, and I, I need to, a large cake. I might need to just like, at the of, very least. Yeah. I need to like unpack this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry to get derailed there. Sorry, yeah. That's, that's okay. not really a, we do that though. And I. Welcome it's, to the Nikki Bond podcast. Anyways, it's for those do. of you listening, if you are going on the Disney fantasy or any of the Disney cruise line, there's ship. a cake of the day. Don't forget about the cake. Don't yes. be Jared and don't be Alyssa. Don't just get the cake. Don't okay? be a Jared or an Alyssa. We... Don't be a Serena. Be a Serena yeah. and get your cake of the day. Yeah, that's I've that's been collecting really all of these tips. And I, we're actually we're, have a YouTube video in progress for like 25 things, tips for the fantasy. Um, is cake so of the day number one? Cake of the day <laughs> is definitely one. There's a drink of the day too. You guys may have already kn known this, but oh, it's like, yeah. I, that doesn't even, yeah, that does, I don't care. I care about <laughs> the cake of the day. She's like, that the cake of the knew. day is much more that important. That one I knew. The yeah, cocktail, I like, okay. <laughs> the drink of the day <laughs> is nice because it's usually less expensive. It's usually like five or $6. It is, yeah. Um, and that's nice. So you can see what it is on your app too. So you can kind of decide what, if you want to get it. The other thing, um, another thing I thought was really cool is Shirley Temples are always free and those are really fun. And if you're not a big cocktail drinker, you can get yourself a nice little Shirley Temple. Um, my daughter had Shirley one every Temple. night and at dinner, cause she's not, she's not old enough to drink yet. And she loved it. She was thrilled to have a little fancy drink and that was fun. No upcharge on that, which is really That's awesome. kind of cool. Yeah. You have so a lot of great cruise tips. <laughs> there's so much there. Like there's just there it's it's so many layers to it and what i love about it is that you can go first time and really know very little and you're gonna have an amazing time you don't need a much advanced planning you don't have to really book money anything in advance if you don't want to um i've done cruises where i barely got off the ship i did no excursions i booked nothing in advance and i had a phenomenal time you know, and that was because in that moment, I just, I needed to unplug and chill. I wasn't interested in an itinerary, didn't want to do anything, didn't want to have to be anywhere, do anything <laughs> in advance. Yeah. And then I've done others where I was gone off the ship all the time, out and about, did all the excursions, climbed mountains and hiked and did, you know, in grottos and all kinds of stuff. And those were great too. You know, you can kind of really customize it to what you want. And I think that's the fun of it. I also think that it's what makes it to me so ideal for a multi-generational trip. And I, yeah. that's not it. Multi-generational trips are, are very popular now. A lot of us are traveling with our children and our parents and that's that they can be very challenging to plan. And if you are the planner of the family, it's a lot of pressure to, on you. Mm -hmm. And a cruise, a cruise is so perfect because it's very little planning. Um, anything that does have to be planned, your tra your Mickey Travels agent will take care of you for you, kind of walk you through. But you can just kind of show up and then everyone can sort of do the vacation the way they want. So if some people want to yeah. be super active, if they are the type that like if they sit too long, they get bored. There's tons to do on the ship. They can be running all over the place, just busy as a bee. If they're more like plant me and let me read my book and leave me alone, no problem. You can do that for you too. You can you know, meet each other for breakfast or not, you can only see each other for dinner each night if you want. Like it can be as much together time as you want. And that's ideal. Can there be any sit in your room by yourself and eat cake of the day? Yeah, absolutely. 
That's or go back in the afternoon and take a nap and have a I'm Mickey bar. That was my I'm booking a Disney cruise just to eat the cake of the day. Yes. Like if that's yeah. is, is, that, is that frowned upon? <laughs> not, not at all. It's yeah. encouraged. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I, I had a friend, you know, just ask me and I, I just want yeah. to get back with the writing. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who's pretty upset about the cake of the day thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> like, does that also mean the drink of the day? Also, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. no, but Aaron, uh, you and I need to do a podcast on what we missed on our last cruises. Yeah, <laughs> just sixty minutes of cake of the day. That's yeah. what we're gonna do. I, uh, here's the crazy part. Somehow we could do that. We we could, we could talk <laughs> fifty minutes about cake. Uh, a long no. time about it. Yeah. But one of the things I wanted to bring up next, Serena, because we don't have a ton of time left, but I did want to mention uh, you also uh, are a big fan of Pixar Day at Sea. Yes. Um, and I know people have really lots of wonderful things to say about Pixar Day at Sea. Marvel Day at Sea is another thing that people are really big fans of. Mm -hmm. So these sort of themed um, days at sea are really incredible. Um, I, for one, uh, have always theorized that they're just starting with that. Like, I can see a world down the line where there's, you know, a haunted mansion day at sea and things of that nature, which, mm -hmm. by the way, I think would book in about 30 seconds, but let's, for real. let's move Star on. Wars? Uh, yeah. Gotta bring back Star know, Wars day the at heck? sea. They got rid of that right when I'm, you know, anyways. Either way, uh, I just wanted to ask you your experience about Pixar Day at Sea. And if you could also kind of tie that in a little bit about characters, because a lot yeah. of people who are uh, never really been on a Disney cruise before might not know how the character meet and greets work but it's actually something that i found was just so amazing was how seamlessly it's set up on the disney cruise line app and how they set up your day-to-day -day and where what characters you can meet and which deck and where so if you can yeah. talk about that but first of course uh pixar day at sea would be great yeah so these sort of themed days that disney does it's it's really cool because first of all it's bonus they they don't cost any extra to, to do the Pixar day at sea cruise versus a regular one. Um, they offer a lot more fun entertainment that then you don't get. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't not book a cruise that wasn't, you know, like a theme if it's the time frame fits you better, but it's a nice little sort of cherry on top. Um, basically on the fantasy, you're going to have two to three days at sea on your itinerary, whether you do the Eastern or the Western Caribbean. And one of those will be your Pixar day. And what that means is the theming all over the ship. It's like Pixar takes over the ship and all of the, the theming of the, the whole ship is going to be Pixar themed from the announcements that play on the, you know, the speaker overhead when you're walking in the hallways to the music that they play. The meals will have a Pixar menu that's made especially for that with, you know, things on the walls and images and the servers will have the Pixar ties on. Like everything's going to have a little bit of a twist to it to fit the theme. And the characters are incredible. They're, first of all, Disney Cruise Line has characters everywhere all the time, all day long. It's If you're a character fan, if you if that's like a part of your Disney vacation that you really love, then cruises are going to be for you a hundred percent because they are the best character interaction you're going to have. And there's so many characters you just never see on a, on, in the parks. The Pixar day is amazing because 
talk about rare characters. You have so many characters you never see. So everywhere from Doug and Russell, from up to Remy, to Miguel, Sadness, Joy, Sully, and Mike. Um, like really, like ones that you just, you know, you just yeah, really don't see. see. Of course, uh, <laughs> Buzz and Woody, Bo Peep meets T-Rex. You can meet Rex from Toy Story. You can actually meet him, which is That's really awesome. cool. You see Jesse, you see Bullseye. I mean, again, these are just really rare. Um, so those are happening all over the ship. There's a special Hey Howdy Hey. I think it's called uh, Woody Breakfast with Woody and the gang, which is really fun that they do specially for this. And then there's a, a deck party. So if you've done other Disney cruises, you know, there's like us, um, for pirate night, they always have like a deck party where it's like Mickey and his friends. And then there's a, an evening show with fireworks and it's the same for Pixar. So there'll be a deck party. That's all the Pixar gang and everyone comes out and it is such a fun party. It starts off with joy and sadness. Joy starts off with like her little dancers. And of course she's playing like all this super upbeat music, right? So she's like, you know, cause I'm happy, you know, and all these like very like fun, you know, and she's DJing and then sadness comes out, you know, her little, like her little shuffly walk. And then she grabs the DJ control and then she puts on like, um, she starts like with, um, Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And, <laughs> and uh, what's that one about like, I'm so alone or something. <laughs> so she starts playing all this sad music and the two of them start having a DJ battle between happy music and sad music. And it's just br so brilliantly done and so in character to them and Joy's frustration with her and which is <laughs> it's, it's so, so good. But all the characters come out and they're dancing and it's really fun to see. Miguel comes out and like dances. I mean, it is like amazing, like super cool. And then they have fireworks. So there's a whole extra fireworks show. So you still get your uh, pirate night and you still get your pirate fireworks, but you get a whole extra bonus fireworks party during Pixar Day at Sea, which is so super cool. Then the other thing that's neat about it is that people get dressed up and they get in costume and they go all out. It's super fun. There's... um with the fireworks show is a whole Incredibles party and the whole Incredibles family is there, including Frozone and Edna Mode, and they host that party. And then in the evening, there's a fashion show with a red carpet where everyone who gets dressed up for the day in their Pixar outfits walks the red carpet and meets Edna Mode. Yeah. Amazing. So super fun. Um, we had a lot of our family dressed up and my in-laws, um, they were Carl and Ellie from Up. And they were oh, gosh, such cute. hits. Like, it was really fun. <laughs> that was really fun. And so my daughter and I decided to dress up and match them. So Chloe was Kevin, the big bird. You know, she had the full, like, the full Kevin costume. And then I did the house. I was the... <laughs> oh, you were the house. I was the house. And I had a headband with, like, balloons on the top. It was pretty, pretty awesome. So we had so much fun with that. Uh, that was, that was a blast. So love Pixar day. If you, if one of those works, definitely try it. They're usually like January, February, they kind of do them earlier in the year. So if it doesn't work for you this year, they'll bring them back next year. And I highly recommend them. I would love to see them do and then, more. And then of course, you know, ghost without saying, looking at Jared's hat, 
that if you're more into the Marvel side yeah. of it, um, there's a Marvel Day at Sea. So yeah. then it's the it's down it's the, gonna be the same level of you know wow yeah but with Marvel characters. Yeah. So you know you have a little bit of best of both worlds, and I do agree with both of you. I I'm hopeful and. Um, anticipatory the fact that they might do I mean again I blows my mind that there's not a Star Wars day at sea like there used to be because that would just yeah. Jared would literally like jump off the you know the, uh, yeah. the port to like get onto the ship I mean you know yeah, um, it would be pretty bad yeah, but um, I think there's so much that they could do and do these themed cruises yeah. um, it's just amazing so just great that Pixar and Marvel are doing so well um, I love all the details you shared, though, because, you know, if you haven't been on it, um, you know, you can hear about it, but just, you know, you can read about it. But hearing about it firsthand is very, very um, exciting and inviting for people to book that. Yeah, it's so yeah. much fun. No, I totally agree. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm always hearing about when it comes to these Disney cruises is how sort of much magic people felt when it came to the character specifically. Um, for example, when I was personally on my cruise, my wife and I literally walked down the stairs and like out of a movie or a show or something like bumped into Belle. Like my wife actually bumped like shoulder to shoulder with Belle. And <laughs> Belle like stopped and was like, oh, hello, sorry about that. And <laughs> my wife took all these photos with her and she had no character attendant. She had no line. She was just wandering. Yeah. Ship. It, it's incredible. Those are kind of moments that you don't, you can't get really in the parks, which I think is so amazing because it makes what Disney Cruise Line, what it is. So before we wrap up, Serena, I do want to ask you about the kids clubs, because I do know a lot of families are interested in that side of the coin and, and making sure they're sort of prepped that way. And also about, you know, I know you spoke a little bit about, you know, the app and about, you know, excursions and things of that nature. But what did your, what did not just on the Disney fantasy, but, you know, in general, like what makes Disney Cruise Line uh, very easy and, you know, sort of simple when it comes to your day-to-day -day planning? You even said earlier, like the cocktail of the days on the app, you know, like these are things that um, I just, I found the Disney Cruise Line app so incredibly helpful. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's it's amazing what that app is. So if you could talk a little bit about that before we wrap up and and again uh, about like the kids clubs and things like that, because I know a lot of people who are bringing, you know, their children want yeah. uh, with them want to want to know about that sort of stuff. Yeah, the kids clubs on Disney Cruise Line are incredible. And, you know, where where else can you have a vacation where you can, you know, drop your kids off at a place where, you know, they're going to be entertained and and you can trust who what hands you're putting them in you know i it's about the only place i ever left my kids honestly and to be able to go and then have like your really nice dinner together and have a romantic date night and come back and pick them up like how cool is that the kids club is fantastic first of all just the facility is amazing there are open houses and there will be an open house on the day that you board so if you are unsure about it, or maybe you, ha you have a child who's unsure about whether they want to do it, just go to the open house because you can go in there with them and you can look around and you can actually play in there with them. And, and that, that can make like for, especially for a more shy child that can really make a difference in them feeling more comfortable being in there, knowing like what they're signing up for. And then they have activities in there where the characters 
actually come into the kids club and interact and do activities with them. So on Pixar Day, Miguel has a whole thing where he comes into the kids club. I think it's three to 12 that he um, interacts with in this activity and they make musical instruments with Miguel and then have a little concert with the instruments that they made. And he teaches them dance moves and he plays his guitar with them. Like you will not have an, an experience like that anywhere else, you know, where your child really is like actually hanging out with these characters and that's just one of many activities that happen within the kids club. There's a star Wars section. There's a Marvel section. There's a pixie hollow. There's a toy story section. I mean, it's, I want to hang out in there. It's amazing. Um, and then, yeah, the cruise line app is fantastic. When you board, you're going to be able to see the full itinerary. If anything changes, they update it immediately. Uh, something happens. We couldn't get to one of our ports because of the high winds, and so they were immediately changed and added all these new activities in right on the app. Anything that you scroll through and you like, just hit a little heart on it. There's a little heart. And when you like something or save it with a heart, then it'll pop up a notification when that thing is happening for you. So 15 minutes in advance, they'll say, oh, Mickey's coming out in the lobby to meet guests. And you're like, oh, okay. So it's really easy to, to see whatever you want to see. But you're not glued to your phone either. Like, you know, it'll pop up that notification. So you can go through and the, we just do it at breakfast, you know, kind of go through and be like, what do we want to do today? Is there anything we want to see? Kind of mark anything that we wanted. And then the rest of the day, I really wasn't, I didn't need to pick it up or feel like I needed to be on there. It would let me know if it was time for something that I wanted to see. Um, and there's a, there's a map on there. There's descriptions of everything. There's the full menus. If you want to get excited about what you're having for dinner that night, <laughs> you can go in and look at that. Um, that was amazing. And one other thing I wanted to add to about Disney Cruise Line is if you have any dietary issues, um, my daughter has a gluten allergy and uh, it's just amazing what they, how the, good they are with that. She was able to order all kinds of things custom made for her. It was just so well done. So if that's at all an issue for you to just know that it will be handled wonderfully and you have tons of options when you're on there. But yeah, I just can't say enough good things about them. I don't really mean to sound like a commercial for Disney Cruise Line because I'm not, but I just feel like the vacation experience is just, it's top tier. And I can't imagine anybody doing it that won't, enjoy it. If you like Disney, you need to try one. Yeah. Well, and I also have to say, and I know we got to wrap this up, but and we don't need to discuss it, but people can think on it. And that is Disney Cruise Line, including the fantasy has some of the best spa services mm. available from massages to rainforest rooms to everything. So again, we could spend another half hour talking about the spa, Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, it is, it is top of the line and as nice and as, um, represented with treatments of any spa anywhere. So, you know, here we were talking about all the kids stuff, but maybe while the kids are in the kids club, mom and dad get a couple's massage Yeah, or, you know, anything like that. So I had to just throw that out there. I know we're not going to dive into that, but that's another like huge thing. Um, you know, I know my, you know, um, I have been told by many clients that their massages were among the best and they've had massages everywhere, you know, right. like at the, you know, five-star hotels and different resorts. And they said, 
it was, you know, the best massage they ever had. So just want to throw that out there. That's also a nice little, you know, but um, I mean, just sounds like your cruise was amazing. Um, <laughs> it was. Loved hearing, yeah. And I, and I just loved hearing about um, Pixar. I think my biggest takeaway from all this is that there's a cake of the day. Yes. <laughs> right there and i have i have yeah. nothing else to say about disney cruise line yeah. um, i i just i mean i'm just gonna think about that all the time and probably book my next cruise so i can have cake of the there day. you go <laughs> yeah. I, uh, now it's I, like serena welcome to my world <laughs> yeah no um honestly i'm i want to wrap this episode up but before we do i want to spend the next like 35 minutes or so talking about the cake of the day and, <laughs> You know, like why we should talk more about that because look, we covered a lot, but I just feel like that's the highlight of the episode. (laughs) If anybody gets anything from this episode, there's a cake of the day on the fantasy. Whatever else we heard, whatever else we heard, whatever. You can't heart it. Take away from this conversation. You cannot heart it on your app, by the way. You can't favorite it. You, look, nobody's notifying you of this cake yeah, of the day you just unless you know. bring on a great colleague of yours I on just your go. podcast months afterwards. <laughs> There'd be Money. no way of knowing. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but anyways. I just, uh, I have no. Yeah, Suri's like, I had so much to talk about. I'll take care of it. I was the cake of the day. Sorry, yeah. Suri, this is just what we're about. Okay. Yeah, sorry. We, we care deeply about cake on this podcast. Okay. Um, no, but uh, we uh, we really appreciate you coming on, Serena. One of the things that you know always sort of amazes me when when we have you on the show is I get reminded at why you are so uh, successful in what you do Aww. in Living by Disney because you have a very unique way of being able to make people feel like they're really there when you talk. Uh, I there was many times you were talking about this cruise. I was like legitimately ready to look up. Uh, cruise ship prices uh for the fantasy because <laughs> uh, i was like that sounds really nice right now jared's um, but, booked on the fantasy for the summer i yeah. know and Please i'm gonna go. eat so much cake that trip it's gonna be incredible yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, but, so we're gonna go to his social media pages and it'll just be different cake. cakes that he eats every day cake yeah. the like, with you. Jared, did, did you do anything else Man. i hate cake I no. don't even know what else they offered. <laughs> That's no, great. But... Oh my gosh. And I can just say also, I agree with Jared, like you do, you have such a warmth and a, a love of, you know, sharing your stories. And I can just say on the Mickey travel side, um, how blessed we are to continue to partner with you. Um, and yeah, I mean, we are just so privileged to have you as a partner and thank you for always supporting us and we'll always continue to support you. Ah, my pleasure. You guys, I appreciate both of you. Thank you. It was my pleasure to be here today. Of course. We look forward to, we look forward to hopefully having you on again in the future. Maybe we'll talk (laughs) less about cakes next time. (laughs) I'm about to go have a piece of cake. So can we wrap this up, Jared? (laughs) You know, to be honest with you, Serena, we've had an, we had a, you know, the wonderful, uh, Gwendolyn Rogers on who yeah. is the owner of the From cake. cake we didn't talk about cake this much. <laughs> you know, and we talked more about cake on this episode. <laughs> this one. Than we did so on that much one. more. Uh, like no. literally 10 times more. Like, <laughs> no, Jared, I know. all Gwendolyn, aside, 
We really have talked more about cake than we did with Gwendolyn, who has a cake bake shop. Yeah. Um, I know. She's going to reach out to us and be like, hey, you could have asked me about cake. Uh, No, but seriously, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you, Serena. Um, Uh, Always great to have you on. And uh, for all of our listeners and viewers, if you're new here, welcome. If you'd like to see more of Mickey Blog's content, of course, head to MickeyBlog.com to stay up to date with all the latest and greatest Disney news. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, Mickey Blog is on all of the fun social medias like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that fun jazz. And you can also view every episode, as I like to say, if you want to see Alyssa roll her eyes at me in real time. (laughs) You can do that over on the Mickey Blog YouTube channel. So feel free. <laughs> head on uh, over. Yeah, head on over. Uh, no, but we also Run, have. Don't walk. <laughs> I, exactly. We also have lots of uh, weekly videos that we release on the Mickey Blog YouTube. Um, so that's always exciting. So feel free to head over to the YouTube channel if you want to view us instead of just listen to us. Maybe you want to just listen to us. I get that too. <laughs> Either way, uh, new episodes of the podcast drop every single Friday. Thank you so much for your support. We always appreciate it. And we can't wait to see you guys next week on another edition of the Mickey Blog Podcast. Have a magical day. Bye. Bye-bye.